Hello and welcome to Black Eye the Podcast, the podcast where I share my perspective on life through my eyes. Hello and welcome to episode 8. Today's episode is called, Why is it so hard to make friends as an adult? Hello guys, welcome to episode 8. Thanks for listening again. Thanks for joining. Hope everyone's had a good week. It is so, so cold I'm like struggling to sit here and, and breathe. It's um officially, well, it's, it's end of November now, so we've had a very hot year um, so far. For the UK, it normally gets, well, I remember going to school in October and having, end of October and having like my hat and scarf and gloves and like being stressed when I couldn't find them because I was worried that I would freeze to death. But um, it's been like the last few weeks has been like relatively sunny like, okay it rained a bit but like sun- saturday and sunday was like a nice clear day it was like warmish um and then t- today or yesterday evening and today it's just like completely switched to freezing weather but at least we're one week closer to christmas i think it's yeah um today's 21st so i think like f- five weeks left till christmas basically which is crazy the year's coming to an end and then i have to start doing my new year's resolutions again and all that kind of stuff and all that reflection and introspection that comes with the beginning of a new year hopefully 2023 is even better than the last but before i get ahead of myself let's um let's let's move on to the episode for today and so this episode i actually thought of a while ago i went to thought park with some friends who actually have made i've made as new friends which will be interesting will be part of the conversation of this episode later but um we were queuing for a ride and we were talking about you know how I, the group I've the people I've met are kind of an established group but we were talking about how um you know you don't typically make new friends as much as an adult just because I guess you know you kind of have people have their established groups and not really looking to go around and um experiment or like make new friends because they have their best friends or they have their friendship group or they have their work friends and so it's kind of if you're someone that is looking to make new friends or feels like you don't have a lot of friends it can be kind of hard to actually find um find new people that can be potential candidates for making friends and we're saying how actually it's probably just because i think a lot of it is um i think just just shyness and not wanting to be a creep like when you do meet someone how do you just kind of say hey i I really want to be your friend you know you seem cool and i'd like to hang out with you more and be friends without being seen as a potentially a creep or b like maybe flirting um and it's a bit i think it's a bit it's a bit awkward and can feel a bit cringy and I think even girls are quite good at it I think girls will meet at like an event or like meet in the, in the bathroom of a club or something and then like compliment each other on their dress and the next thing you know they're chatting for 25 minutes and I, I've been the guy before waiting someone's been like wait for me outside the bathrooms then we'll go back together so they're waiting for like 15-20 minutes and they're like oh sorry I bumped into this girl and then we just got talking and she's my new bestie and then like they end up spending the night together and I don't know how often that converts into like full-time friendships but it kind of I think there's less um <clears throat> shyness or embarrassment about that kind of approach in i think uh the female friendship um world compared to guys i mean i've i've had it before i've met people and thought oh you know what? actually like this guy seems pretty cool or this girl seems pretty cool and i'd actually would like to stay friends with them but it's maybe a thing that you've met at someone else's event and without that event there's no other forum or occasion where you'd meet again and actually hang out so it kind of becomes on you to either meet up with that person one-on-one and sometimes I'm kind of like okay why like sure I want to be friends with this person but I then I'm like well what if we meet up and then we have nothing to talk about or like it's super awkward or what if they think I'm being weird and so you end up kind of just not 
saying anything and i've had you know i've had i've had the um situation before where maybe i've like added someone on social media and we still follow each other to this day but none of us have actually ever made that that cross to just say hey do you want to <laughs> do you want to be friends um and i think it probably comes down to you know as, as a kid you're constantly around your peers people in your age group and you're being exposed to new people and so you know think of primary school there are you know you have like different forms and you play a, a, a break time and then you have the kind of 30 kids or so in your in your form and then you have the kids in your year and then you kind of go to secondary school and you have there are different forms like my school I think we had like I think like 12 or 13 forms in each year and then you know throughout that you have different classes that overlap with different people in different forms and there are people in different years that you might be friends with and then you know you go to people's birthdays and stuff and you meet their friends then and then you might be hanging out or someone has a birthday party and they invite a range of people or they have people come over and play games or hang out so there's kind of <clears throat> i think there are definitely way more opportunities for you to be in scenarios where you meet new people and make new friends and then even university i think that kind of whole freshers week thing is kind of built for you to just continuously be making new friends and meeting new people and being exposed to different people in various settings if that's through your lectures or through your halls or friends you've made through your halls and their friends or people that um you know you hang out with at clubs that you go to or on nights out or whatever there are so many ways that you might actually end up bumping into new people and meeting new people and then it becomes a thing where you can actually um establish those friendships and then after uni if you travel you know you probably make friends traveling and in hostels and stuff and drinking doing all what whatever kind of sordid things people do when they're abroad and then after that you start working and then you have work colleagues right which i think a lot of my friends have crossed out of the work world into just being gen you know genuine friends but that has taken you know it takes years and kind of um exposure spending time together uh but then after that, it's kind of hard. And some of my, I was speaking to a friend recently who was saying, most of my friends live out of London. I started a new job and I left my old job because I didn't really like the people I worked with. So I have like a few friends I've been friends with for years, like two or three friends, but they also have their own friendship groups and their own lives. And so sometimes when I'm, you know, looking for things to do, I don't really have a lot of people to go to. And I say, oh, you know, you could just try and make some new friends. And they said, well, how the hell do I do that? And I was like, oh, you know, you just... And then I thought about it, I was like, actually, it is, it is funny because it's one of those things where I think, you know, to make friends, um, it's definitely something that requires exposure and um, consistency over time. There's a, there's a, um, a, a study or a, or a term, should I say, which is called the mere exposure effect. And it's, it's just basically an idea that your tendency to like someone increases the more and more they become familiar to you. So for example, if you're working with someone every day, you sit next to them at a desk, it's quite likely that eventually you will form some kind of bond or find some kind of similar interests or things that you, sh that you have um, common likings for and then you kind of can talk about that. And then the more you talk about it, the more you learn about that person and share things over time. And that kind of comes back to, I guess, you know, when I was saying about m when you meet new friends um, or meet someone that you like and would like to potentially become a friend, there's that kind of situation where, okay, even if you did want to become friends with that person, potentially say you want them to become your new best friend or whatever, it takes a lot of time because you have to spend time nurturing that relationship. So, you know, seeing them every now, as often as you can and doing things together. And I just don't think anyone has a lot of time for that. And I think, especially if you have, you know, you already have friends or maybe you have a friendship group or whatever. Um, and then you're looking to kind of, you know, form a new relationship with that person. Of course, you know, that means that, you know, say you meet that friend and then you, you know, say you meet someone and you actually want to kind of 
work towards becoming like best friends with them you probably already have plans each weekend to do something with one of your established friends or your friendship group or even just relaxing or doing admin or going home and seeing a family and obviously it's I don't know about others but it's probably not very likely that you're going to kind of hang out with that person you've just met on a weeknight because everyone's busy and precious with their time so it means you have to then kind of be conscious about saying oh let I'm doing this like do you want to do this next weekend and, and then how many times are you going to see that person in a month or two probably like maybe once and then it's I guess the question is how quickly can you kind of build to that state of being really good friends unless you're hanging out every few weeks and then obviously it, it is possible but I think it's just harder because you already have established routines and cycles and things that are already running in the background for you and likewise for that person and I was thinking like I I've made some new friends recently so that I was saying the group I went to Thought Park with was through a friend of mine from uni and um he invited me to a church to a church event and I met them through that and then they also do socials and then they've had they've been birthdays they came to my birthday and it's become a thing where actually over the last year or so we've just hung out more and more and now it's like I feel very comfortable in the group and it's great but that was um through an intro into a group I think if you don't have an in like I did and you actually just solo hunting it can be kind of it can be kind of tough um but then you know I was I was reading a few articles before I started recording this and you know there's um one of the uh, also I read was someone saying that you know actually you'll be surprised at how much people or how much as humans people do actually have this innate desire to connect or are, are really open to friendship I think it's just you have to some one of the two people in that situation has to take the leap of being more um willing to step over that boundary and I've had it before where I'm at an event and I'm kind of just like I don't really know anyone at this party or this birthday and I only know like two or three people and the, I hate being a, a clinger because I hate you know if someone's invited me to something and I have had this before but if someone invites me to something and I am there with them I'm conscious that I don't want to be around them every single person they go and talk to and catch up with and just be like a third wheel in the corner and just like hey my name's Timmy oh how do you know Danny? blah 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 and then just staring so I do try and like you know spread my wings and engage myself in my own scenarios where I can go and speak to people separately but obviously that means that you have to kind of I guess give yourself a chance to actually engage in a conversation with someone that might lead to something and I've had it before where I've tried to introduce myself to someone and I feel like sometimes you just know when that person isn't your kind of person and I'm not saying it sounds judgmental but I feel like sometimes you can tell from how someone um presents themselves or how they engage with you whether it's going to actually lead to you know, a friendship developing. And so one thing that I think is a telltale sign is when people that you meet and you're trying to talk to them and just, you know, have a conversation, conversation. so, you know, two people involved and you are you find yourself asking all the questions and they just kind of use this as some kind of free therapy session and they end up just talking about themselves continuously and just, just, just reading off answers to your questions for minutes at a time. And then when that ends, there's a kind of a gap where you're expected to kind of keep the conversation going. And... Again, that's not to say, like, if you're the stronger converser or a person that pushes things forward, that's not a problem. But if the person fails to ask you any questions at all about um, yourself or what you're interested in or try and balance things out, and that kind of, to me, just seems to show someone that is probably a slightly selfish or self-absorbed person. And I'm always not super keen on that. So I think sometimes I will have that in the back of my mind and not, not that I'm going around saying can you be my friend but just kind of being conscious of like you know what I'm getting from a conversation but then sometimes on the opposite end you have it where you maybe 
just chat to someone and actually you just get on like that from the beginning and things are flowing really well and you have some interest that they make you laugh you're making them laugh and i've had it before you end up spending the night with someone because you just like you're both on the same wave both on the same vibe and you end up just chatting as if you've been friends for ages and those are the friendships like, those i think those are the situations that we have to i like i try and be uh i guess i'd say intentional with them make sure that i actually i've been trying to in the last year or so just like try and maintain some more newer friendships and of course that's not to say that there's not value in my old friendships but as i was reading as well before this that it's a natural cycle of growing up where you kind of your friends that you might have been friends with for years maybe you drift apart or i was reading someone was saying on reddit that um and it's quite sad actually they i'll read the um the quote um in summary the guy was basically saying that he felt like you spend your 30s building up your network and making friends and then post your 30s you kind of watch all those friends you've built slowly and gradually fade away because they either get into serious relationships and have kids and they're super busy doing that or they kind of you just drift apart naturally or they move countries or you know you fall out over something and so eventually he said that he's kind of come to accept that it's a slow and continuous passing of people that you love and care about kind of fading out of your life and I when I read that I thought that was really really sad because it's like obviously I, I mean I don't know what it's going to be like um being um <laughs> being you know 30 plus or 60 or whatever um at the end of that 30 plus 30 cycle because i'm only 27 but i would like to think it would be a shame if life was that predefined and that actually you had to kind of just let everyone fall away from your from your circle and just accept that eventually you're going to have no no to or to few friends and i think that's why i've been trying to be more conscious about just making new friends and engaging because i have also like in the last few years myself people i was really close with at a certain time and i thought i'd be friends with rages just things happen where you kind of realize okay maybe we were really good friends at at a certain time and that allowed us to be you know best of friends or really close because we had some interest or we were in the same kind of environment for example university or working together and then actually over time you kind of just realize that i guess things have changed and you know some of those friendships have left bigger gaps than others and so I've not been necessarily looking to plug the gaps but just actually I've had more time to try and put myself out there and make new friends or like you know engage in different groups and try and just if I meet someone I get on with try my best to kind of not necessarily like dive right in and be like this is gonna be my new best friend but actually just make the time to kind of like keep checking in and every now and then again with social media it's great you can chat to someone and just say oh it's great to meet but the the other day at this thing like you know we should definitely hang out sometime they say yeah cool sure and then you might leave it for a few weeks a month or two and then um when you're next you know free and this is i was reading um someone was saying this is how they made their friends um you ask them what they're up to but i do think it's interesting because i the, the, one of the stats i saw and it, again the kind of like ties on the loneliness episode from a few weeks ago or maybe last week i'm not sure but one of the quotes said um making friends as an adult does not always seem or feel simple or easy um and people can often feel like they're the only ones going through this but but you're not um friendship is you know very much in in decline uh so in 1990 3% of americans said they had no close friendships so 3% said they had no close friendships at all in 2021 nearly 12% said the same so that's a um 9% increase um in people that have no close friends and i'm sure most people would typically say they have you know a close friend or a few close friends but you can see from the stats here that people kind of don't have as close friends as they used to and again i think i'm sure there are various things that come into this right um people 
just meet less people physically are at less together because you know there are more ways you can connect without having to leave your house so through phone calls or through texting or like facetiming or zoom and so there are friends that i you know i'd say are my best friends that i've not seen in three four five months just because um things haven't aligned they live in a different part of london or they live in a part different part of the country studying or whatever or you know i'm they come down, I'm away, I want to see them, they're busy, then I'm free and then they're not free. And then it can kind of be hard. And, you know, people often say that sometimes having friendships are great, but the organization and planning and control you need to be, uh, um, <laughs> how in control you need to be to kind of manage those friendships can feel like an errand, like finding time to constantly plan and cycle and make sure you're seeing all the people you want to see as often as you want to see them hard. And that's, again, what I was saying about when you make new friends, you kind of have to make now a conscious note to be like, okay, what I want to do is, um, make new friends or be friends with this person how can I be conscious about making sure I'm putting in enough time to invest in that friendship to nurture it into it becoming um, a new friendship but I read a few things that people said are useful to do if you are looking to try and make new friends and how you can go about it um, and I think one of the main things is just you have to be committed to finding friends it isn't something that happens naturally. I don't think you can kind of just be like, I'm going to make friends as I go around. And so there are different things you can do or situations and scenarios you can put yourself into that can help you find friends if you want to. Um, because, you know, as I said, people kind of get into situations, for example, where they're maybe like living with their partner. And so like a lot of their time is kind of around that and doing stuff together with their partner. So like doing a weekly shop and cleaning and hanging out and socializing with their partner's friends and then vice versa. Um, but you have to, you know, decide that you want to do that. And I think there's, I think, partnered with wanting to do that as kind of not having this sh any shame around that and being embarrassed about saying I want to make new friends or being embarrassed about saying to someone you meet that you want to be friends with hey I I'd like to kind of hang out you seem pretty cool we got on we'd good to just you know chill sometime and I read a um this is also reddit um I do love reddit by the way guys I think it's just so funny because people are so so unfiltered and so honest on there about things they're going through and just express things in ways that I think would be quite interesting so one guy said um this is how he approaches making friends. He said he started embracing the awkwardness of meeting someone for the first time and just being honest and direct. So if you meet someone that, that is a friend of a friend at some point and they seem like a cool person and you don't think you're going to see them ever again, for example, say you are at a house party and your friend says, oh, this is my friend from uni or this is the friend I used to like work with. And you know that it's quite likely that you probably won't see that person again ever or probably not till the next event or occasion like that. Then he just says to them, you know, um, you seem like a cool person we should hang out sometime exchange socials um and then the next time that you they are going to a bar with a group of people or hosting a party or going to an event where it's a group thing um he just makes sure to invite them and say hey by the way let me and a few friends are doing this like if you're free like you're more than welcome to come let me know um and then when you're in that, situ in that situation again it's another group thing where you can kind of they meet your friends you're hanging out with other people maybe they bring a friend of theirs and then you can use that time to kind of just like as I said, I guess, invest and nourish and build on that friendship through just spending more time together because, you know, as we know, you need to kind of spend time with people to get to know them. Um, and that can kind of be one way into it. Um, and another thing that you can do is, I think, just go to different kind of group events. So I was reading, you know, instead of um, going to a book launch, maybe go to a book club or pick up a new hobby for example like dancing like going to a dance class where you're seeing people weekly and you're training towards something and so obviously 
don't get me wrong, it's super awkward the first time when you go to this thing and it's like, hi, my name's Timmy and you're kind of standing around the corner and some people might have been going for, you know, a lot longer than you, maybe going for like months or weeks or years um, and you have to kind of be the newbie and of course it sucks being the newbie because you have to have those stupidly annoying all conversations oh how are you yeah good thanks oh how was your week oh so what do you do then oh okay fine do you have a brother or a sister and of course i know we kind of like this kind of new instant gratification generation things that are not satisfying straight away can be very annoying but you've got to kind of commit as i said before to just that's part of the journey is you have to work on those things and um eventually you'll get to a place where you've built some kind of rapport with the people at this group thing you're going to and then actually they can become friends and then the next step is to then cross that bridge across the gap across the boundary and just open up one of the most important things in building a relationship with people or, or making friends is opening up and sharing about yourself and people definitely always seem to connect more when someone is willing to open up and tell their story or say something that's been difficult for them or like share an experience or kind of give advice but just being open and being you know receptive to those kind of conversations can make someone see you in a different light rather than just you know you being the book club member or the dance partner but actually being someone that they have a connection with that is more than just the situation they're in and that kind of can build them working towards actually seeing you in a different light and then that can lead to you know friendships outside of that club or outside of that dancing class or whatever but it takes I think both people kind of gradually putting more into the friendship and investing more into that kind of dynamic for it to develop and flourish. Another one is um, asking people to make connections and intro use of things. So for example, if you know your friend goes to like, you know, as part of a roller skating group or like a, a church group or like it seems to be really popular and your friends and just say, hey, like I'm looking to make new friends or anyone you think I'd get on with, you could introduce me to or, or you know, next time you're hanging out with this guy, like do you mind or, or girl, do you mind if I come? And then obviously that just means that and this was kind of the thing that I read the most when I was doing research for this episode is that, again, people are ashamed to say they don't have a lot of friends. They don't want to make friends because people feel like they're the only one going through it. And it can be kind of daunting when you're on social media. You see, oh my God, this guy or girl is hanging out with so many people all the time and going to all these events and all these birthdays and all these weddings and all these dinners and super busy and they must have so many friends. And so me sitting here watching this story, I must be the loser because I'm not the one that is out doing things and having fun with loads of my friends. But again, if that is the scenario you find yourself in and that's actually how you feel and you want to make more friends, there's nothing wrong with admitting that and saying, hey, I'd like to make some friends or a new friend or I'd like to, I'd like to meet that person or I'd like to be, you know, join that group if, if, that's, if you're fine with that. And then an intro can be made. Maybe someone knows that like you're really, you're super into a certain kind of genre of film or a certain dance style, as I said before, or like you love to read and just saying, oh, I actually have a friend that's really into like this as well, actually. And I think you guys could get on to maybe like we can go for dinner together immediate and chat and then that can kind of become a thing that forms but I think you have to address it be honest about it admit it and then like tell other people about it and then that can kind of lead to other things and I think I've just also started as I said before just messaging people and saying hey like I'm going to the house party for free do you want to come or like what are you doing this weekend do you want to come and like hang out and just do something or do you want to go for a drink and it's the first time is always a bit like oh god like you know here we are trying to be friends like I wonder if it's going to lead to anything like you're going to be my best friend and then normally I think when you go if you go for a drink like after the first drink or two people kind of relax and it's fine um and then once you've done the first hangout it's fine to just do the second and the third because then you just say oh oh like the most likely the way it typically happens is you invite someone to something or they invite you something the next time you just swap so if I invite someone to go for a drink just to catch up because you like a cool event then I expect or I hope that the, the next time they'll reach out and say oh I'm doing this thing the other day like do you want to come and then it becomes kind of more like um 
a balanced kind of dynamic back and forth and eventually you just do stuff on your own but it's it's just one of those things you have to do and I, I even still now and this is why I was thinking about it um today and yesterday and decided to do this episode on it is that when I was younger particularly as a kid and it's you know definitely at six um definitely secondary school uh less so at uni towards the end but at the start I was so confident in meeting new people because I kind of just didn't really I didn't overthink it and one of the things I was reading is that people often assume that they're not going to be liked and so there was an article saying that the success of which people make new friends is quite often correlated to how likely they perceive themselves to be liked if you think you're not going to be liked by other people you're less likely to probably go and put yourself out there and make that initial conversation or cross that boundary or like introduce yourself or ask to exchange social because you just think they're probably not going to like me so what's the point and so a lot of it also comes from inner confidence and if you're super nervous and anxious and kind of shy and like not really open that might come across as like you know someone might read that as though they don't really want to make friends i'm going to leave them to it so i think it's important to also make sure that you are confident in yourself securing yourself and make it clear that you you know are someone that wants to make new friends and is like that's a priority for you and so then you can kind of just i think be calm and relaxed in the fact that you're seeking that out and you want to be in a friendship or you want to make new friends or you want to join a group and then that's fine um but you have to kind of consciously be thinking this is what i want to do and kind of get through that first initial awkward hurdle um and sorry i was just double checking so that that whole idea is called the acceptance prophecy so when people assume that others like them they become warmer friendlier and more open and so it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy as I, as I was saying so you know if it, it's not necessarily all about mindset but research does show that there is power in that and can, and can lead to kind of a change in your behavior consciously or subconsciously and can actually lead you to getting what you want just by being more consciously relaxed and being warmer and funnier and friendlier and opener because open and more open because you feel that you're um likely to be received well you're probably going to then be someone that radiates and emits that energy and attracts people towards you so in summary yes i guess it is or not i guess it is hard to make friends as an, as an adult um but it's not a death sentence and i think it's definitely hard it's not going to be easy um and it's partially you know it's partially dependent on you being in a scenario where you can be exposed to new people or be introduced to new people but there are also things you can do to kind of put yourself in that space if you want to so if you are looking to make new friends you know put your chin up don't be don't be um downtrodden don't let life get you down um make new friends go out into the world i know it's winter and it's cold but make that first step and say hi to a stranger or like um challenge yourselves i actually there was at work i'd be walking down the old corridor every day and i kept seeing the same person again and again and then we'd be in the lift together and then i'd be in the toilet like i'd go to the bathroom wash my hands and then they'd be there and then like i was like getting lunch and then one day i was just like i'm just gonna i was like hey i like we keep bumping into each other and we both like haven't said hi like hi my name's timmy what's your name introduce himself um and uh now we've got a coffee in the diary we're gonna go for a coffee at work and just catch up and chat and like we probably might not actually end up being mates but like it's just nice to just sometimes it's good to just break out of your comfort zone of just coming to work sitting down at your desk and talking to the same people you talk to every day and going home like sometimes it's nice to just you know push yourself out of your comfort zone and introduce yourself to new people so i did it in the last few weeks and it's just nice sometimes to make new human connections like i said we're social we're social animals and we you know we crave connection and so i think nothing bad's going to come out of like seeking more connections so i encourage you all and challenge you all to go out there and make some new friends this week so Timmy's takes, um, I don't think I did one last week, I just wanted to keep it just on the mental health so I didn't want to throw in you know, a new story, but this week, um, Qatar, 
So, and I'm not very, I'm not a sporty person, so I have to make sure I'm saying this right. The World Cup, right, is happening in Qatar right now, guys. Um, yes, yes, it is the World Cup 2022, and there's been a lot of controversy around um, the location of the World Cup, and you know the different sensitivities. Just um, there's been a lot of, well, first of all, the bidding for Qatar. Um, a lot of people when they when they were announced as the hosts were shocked and since they've been announced it's been a whole kind of um reconfiguring of the process of the choosing of who hosts to kind of stamp out corruption because they spent millions and billions of pounds trying to get people to rally and support them and bend the vote in their favor um i've heard they've spent i think like 220 billion on the event um which is interesting because a lot of the infrastructure they built they won't have any use for after the games but um controversy a was hiring a lot of South Asian workers to come and build and I've read a lot about the way they were treated and there are reports to say that hundreds of people have died working in inhumane obviously as they died in horrific conditions to build the um the infrastructure that was needed to um host the games secondly as we, we all know like um there are no LGBTQ rights in Qatar B- being gay can have you jailed um and people are often um killed as a result and treated you know improperly and so um there's been a lot of controversy in the news and one story that i followed is joe lissett has um so david beckham has a role um uh, as a um um a world ambassador who did have a role as well ambassador for the world cup um and so joe lissett challenged david um David Beckham and said, you know, if you don't um, come out and, you know, denounce uh, Qatar and pull out the games and say that, um, you know, what's happening is wrong, then I'm going to sh- I'm going to shred 10K of my own money. Um, so he'd set David the deadline of midday on Sunday to withdraw from his role um, uh, if he pulled out before the start of the event. He said he'd either give the money, either give 10K to the to gay charities if, if David had pulled out or he would shred the money. Um but David didn't pull out. Um, so he shredded 10K. And so I think the reason that um, Joe Lissett was kind of targeting David Beckham was that he's been, you know, known to be um, a, a gay icon within the gay community. I think he's done other things and spoken out for rights of people who are gay and, or, or queer, for example. And, um, you know, he was a good-looking young football player and he was called Golden Balls and all that kind of stuff. And he was like, you know, an, an icon in that kind of sense. And so there was kind of... Um, he 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 actually appeared on the cover of the gay magazine Attitude um, saying he was honoured to have the tag of gay icon. And so uh, there was a lot of pressure on him to kind of pull out from the game. He was he received a lot of criticism for actually, you know, partaking as a, as a um, spokesperson for guitar and so obviously i mean a lot of it is to do with um money of course he would have been paid a lot for that and you know there are footballers playing and there are different brands sponsoring i think there's a budweiser is one of the companies that's sponsoring the drinks game and now drinks have been banned which i I feel bad for all these people that bought tickets to go and get pissed up with their mates and watch the games and now can't drink or can drink limited amounts before entering and cannot be seen to be drunk and also you have to cover up your tattoos but still besides the point um and so the video was tweeted on, on, uh, on just after midday. Um, and so he shreds the 10K. And so my question is, and my, I guess my, my difficulty is when you shred 10K in the middle of a economic crisis where 
people are struggling to feed their kids and keep the lights on and keep warm um like does does that achieve anything right like david's still going to get paid the games are still going to go ahead and now 10k of his own money rightfully so is wasted and i think it should have just gone to the gay charities anyway um and i i'm shocked that he actually shredded the money i don't know if it's a publicity thing but i think i don't know i just think it's it's kind of it's not very tasteful um 10k could change so many people's lives or their situation currently at least for the next however long depending on the circumstance they're in um and so i just think it's interesting that of course that agenda and that issue you know gay rights and guitar is very important i think i do think that we should there should be a wider conversation around that and i think people i think are just kind of crossing on to now how much of a reach that those kind of countries have and the money and bargaining power they have but the UK does deals with those countries all the times and their investments in the UK via those companies and, and, and infrastructure and all that kind of things. And I, I think if people looked into it more, read into it, they'd be surprised at how much um, business kind of and connections different countries have with, you know, countries that don't have any um, rights for people who are who are um, LGBTQ+. But then also, you know, in the UK, I mean, gay rights only came around in the last 30 or so years and so i think it, it's i've seen some things criticizing this like western gays and now suddenly being like oh my god what an evil country and um of course there should be force and conversation and progression for people in those countries to have those rights and people visiting to have those rights but i just question if shredding 10k was the right way to go about it and maybe it's a publicity thing for journalists i think that money could have well served people in charities who are you know struggling in the uk or even struggling in qatar need you know help getting out or need legal aid um to to shred 10k and uh, blame it on david i don't think necessarily is pushing or like developing the conversation the way it should have been um in terms of boycott or not to boycott i mean i'm not gonna watch it because i literally don't watch football so like it's like it's a boycott for me i literally don't care i don't care about football at all um so i mean i'm gonna i'm boy boycotting but not by choice but some people kind of saying that we shouldn't people shouldn't watch it and people shouldn't engage with it um and i don't have an answer to, the, to that question um because i think it it's a real it's actually a very it's a very strong question like i think if, if you are someone that identifies as part of the lgbtq plus community and there's a country that will gel people for you know being as you are can you then really watch these shows and encourage you know money being fed to them and still kind of stand and support and say you're an ally for the, that community but then separately i guess it's if we look at sport um and the kind of i guess the the viewers um within that space and that sphere how many people within that group are actually allies or do advocate for rights for those for that community the lgbtq plus community or um and i'm sure as, as we're kind of seeing a lot of people are coming out within the sporting world and standing up but it's still far and few in between and so i think i i think it'd be lovely if people did all stand together and boycott um the games and have that effect but i think you know fifa and these companies and these investors and people know that people are still going to watch and they're still going to make money it all it, it all boils down to money and i do think it I th at the end of the day it shouldn't just happen when a country is hosting the games and people are now like oh that's not fair um because blah blah blah. people should be having these conversations regardless they shouldn't have got to a point where it's just when football um is there and then also you can't drink people are now suddenly concerned i think it should be 
a conversation that is happening across the world in, in terms of multiple different countries and there are many states and many places that don't have you know equal rights for people of um who are queer and so i think that is a wider conversation but i think my, i'm not here to kind of comment on the whole gay rights um um movement and how to kind of advance that because i don't have the answers but i do think one thing i can comment on is this joe lissett movement i just wonder if and i'm interested to know what people think if people think that shredding the 10k was the right thing to do or if it didn't really make sense or if it was a publicity thing or if it's if it's metaphorical and to represent the fact that david has caused that money to be wasted um or should it have just been given to charities i personally think it should have been given to charities and it, I, I mean i thought it was a great campaign to get his attention i was hoping that david would respond and say something and you know come out and say i support whatever um but he didn't and the money was shredded so i don't know what do you guys think if you want to send me your opinion somewhere let me know i'm interested to know if people think the same um i just thought it was interesting to see that that was that it, I, I was just surprised that the money was actually shredded 10k is a lot of money trust me i mean you don't need to trust me people know um especially given all what's going on with the economy and just life generally it's kind of tough so i wonder how people felt watching that but um yeah the games are still going ahead and it's a wider conversation that needs to be had. So hopefully one day we get to a place where people can live freely and be who they are and love who they choose to love without being persecuted. But sadly that day is not today, but we keep pushing forward and we keep fighting the fight. But that is, that is my, that's today's episode. That is, um, that's it for today. So thank you for listening. I hope it was um, interesting. Stay tuned for another episode next week. Uh, have a good week guys. And I'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye. <laughs>